Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every great conversation happens. And it happens because we trusted Brendan and Bobsy at Master Talk to show us the power of effective communication. We also make sure we have a great cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin, a Christ-centered, veteran-owned coffee company. Today on the show, we have Ariel Dawn. How are you doing, Ariel? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I enjoyed our conversation before the show. I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> before we talk about everything and we have nothing to talk about once we go live. So <laughs> you guys are going to have a great time. Trust me, because me and Ariel were already talking about so many fantastic <laughs> But before we go straight into going back to, you know, just talking about all wonderful things, books, book life, (laughs) that wonderful stuff, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of introduction to her, and then we're going to have a great time again. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, we got to stop and do all the, you know, the formal professional stuff, and then we go back to having a good time. So. Ariel Dawn started out as writing reviews for indie authors on her Instagram, Wrong Turn Romance. Because of that love and that endeavor, it gave her the courage to finally decide to live her dream and become an author. That's super fantastic. And I, you know, I look at that as wow, because reading all of those books and you're, I mean, there's, there's a lot more to your bio, right? There's obviously a whole lot more, but I don't give everybody everything. So we're going to talk about it and they should have been reading all of that and been ready for the show. And if they weren't, they are just missing out and they're going to learn about it now. So, but I always pick out a small little bit so that we can talk about that first and then go in organically into the rest of it. But I, I love that you were sitting there and reading all those indie authors and you were given their reviews and you were learning before you jumped into the world. And it, you said it gave you the courage to, to do the thing that you always dreamed to do. So let's talk mm-hmm. about that. So it's actually kind of funny um, because when I, when I started writing a romance, well, it wasn't strictly romance at the time. It was just reviews. Um, and it kind of delved a little bit more into romance. But when I started writing uh, the reviews for indie authors for onlinebookclub.com, I wasn't really into the romance genre. I'd always read books. Um, and I always liked books that had romance in them, but I wasn't mm-hmm. more familiar with like the romance centered genre. And at the time, I don't want to say that I was like against it, but I was very much like the highbrow like reader that would just be like, it's romance, it's stereotypical, it's this, it's that. And I thought <laughs> I was the perfect person to to write these reviews because I didn't normally read in this genre. So that's kind of how I more so got into it. And as I was reading certain things, in a sense, at the time, I I didn't understand what tropes were. So I was reading a lot of these different books and these things. And I was like, well, this is 
XYZ. I could write this. Like, I could do this. And then I started, like, learning what tropes were and learning, like, more about all that stuff. And finally, after um, the pandemic hit and we were all, you know, on lockdown, I was finally like, I'm going to write a book. I had written one short story before that. And it was more of a launching point where I just wanted to have something published and I wanted to be able to start something Mm -hmm. and finish it because I have ADHD. (laughs) So starting and finishing stuff sometimes is like, cool. Um, (laughs) So I thought at that time, if all I ever write was a short story, then I'm good. But from writing those reviews, jumping to having all the time available to me to finally write a book, that's essentially how I got into it. And I didn't even realize I was using tropes because I had just become so used to like reading them. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes sense because I didn't know what they were either. And then somebody explained them to me and I was like, Oh, well I do know what they are. I just didn't know what that word was. Mm -hmm. And then I started reading this book, uh, the trope thesaurus. I saw it It was a sponsored ad on Facebook. Heard of that. I've never It was a sponsored ad and I was like, oh, there's a thesaurus for this. So I want to read that. I want to check that out. So I started reading it and I, and you, you really go down a rabbit hole with all that stuff. You truly do, but it it helps you kind of understand certain things and how you can branch off from all of those. And one of the interesting things that you told me before we came live, which I was like, I don't know how the hell you do that, but you were talking about writing two books a month and you're talking about like 30 to 60 is your range of words. Like mm-hmm. I was like, um, I could write 10 to 20, <laughs> 30 days, like one 10 to 20 in 30 days. Uh, well, used to, I don't anymore, <laughs> but I mean, where does the, where does that inspiration come from? And what is that like when you're writing like crazy like that? Um, I, I have to say, sometimes I do believe my, my ADHD is like a blessing and a curse, right? Mm. Because it provides me such hyper fixation on things Mm. and I'm a natural multitasker, but at the same time, I tend to, you know, just be like, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay. I'm going to do this impulsive. Right. And then I have 30 books to write. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, for me, what I think sometimes helps is that when I'm writing in multiple books, I'm not writing the same thing. So it's almost like when I get, I don't want to say get tired, but when I get a little spent on one, I go jump in the other and then I'll jump back. And it's like rereading. Everything is fresh again. So it Mm kind of like stimulates that inspiration a little bit more. Um, Like right now I'm working on a, my first contemporary romance, but Mm -hmm. I'm also writing paranormal stuff. So this it, it's jumping from thing to thing kind of helps keep my mind, keeps my mind going and keeps the inspiration going for, for different projects. I think. And what's, what's your favorite type of romance? What's your favorite one to write? Paranormal. Paranormal is mm-hmm. my wheelhouse. I grew up mm-hmm. reading paranormal romance before I realized it was paranormal romance. Oh. Um, you know, so I like Anita Blake novels, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, oh god, Buffy stuff. the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah. Um, my book in the blood is heavily influenced by all my vampire loves because vampires are where my heart's at. So, <laughs> right, um, I'm a 15 year old girl on a vampire novel, vampire movie, vampire mm-hmm. anything. I turn into a 15 year old girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think too that that's kind of like where. I love, that's what I love to write, but I also have 
because ADHD and different craziness over here. Um, <laughs> I like to say that I'm like a little bit of a split personality. I love young adult novels too. And, yeah. you know, all that type of stuff. So I actually have two pen names. Um, so I write my adult stuff under Ariel Dawn. And then I am launching my, uh, my second pen name this year for young adult paranormal and fantasy and uh, adult cozy mystery and rom-com which that's all clean romance and Ariel Dawn is all the steamy romance. So very cool. Well, I mean, it's, it's great to be able to write in different genres because it allows you to understand the reader's minds and kind of where you can go and, and, and push a little bit of limits as well, because for your, your paranormal romance, you can actually fit those in young adult and the steamy. Mm -hmm. So you can just kind of, move those characters around you can have like a younger version Mm -hmm. and you can kind of branch Ariel Dawn into those young adult. That's the coolest thing about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you thought about writing um, some characters that, that pull into Ariel's characters maybe a mother and a daughter could read together, but it's like, I haven't, but I like that idea. Yeah. I I actually, there's, there's a author, Beth, Beth Wordswell. um, She has, uh, a, a, a book like that where um, it's young adult and there's a, an adult version, mm-hmm. but they're um, but they're two different storylines. But you but could they coincide. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So I, and I find it fascinating. I, and I asked my daughter; she's tw- she's nineteen, and I was like, "Would you read it with me?" And she's like, "No, mom, I'm, I'm not young enough to do stuff like that anymore." I was like, <laughs> You're so boring. So, <laughs> so I totally, I totally get how um, there's just so many things that you can go into. Now, when you were reading all those books, you said you had wrote, did you write a short story before you became a reviewer or after you became a reviewer? After. Okay. So before you became a reviewer, had you thought about writing? I'd always wanted to write a book. Like it's, it's been one of my bucket list goals for like as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. But before I started writing reviews, I didn't think I had the discipline or the follow through to be able to write a book because of my ADHD, because I, I am like the poster child for starting a project and then the dopamine wears off and we go to the next project. So (laughs) I didn't think, I didn't think that I could finish a project like that. So Mm -hmm. it was always like, yeah, I'll write a book one day, like, you know, saying it like it was this dream that was never going to happen. And then eventually like I, it did and here I am. And I still don't know how this is my life. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Are you self? Yeah. Are you self published or are you traditionally published? Um, I am a hybrid author. So I have um, some self-published stuff, uh, but I also have like my Forevermore series and my vampire series, my Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series are published through Naughty Nights Press. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get a little bit of both. both. And did you start, which, uh, what did you do first, self or, or did you get picked up by a press? Um, I started self. I started with my short story which was actually for a charity anthology okay um and it was a limited time run type thing Mm -hmm. and then when i wrote my first book in the cards i wrote it for an anthology 
Um, and it just so happened that my publisher was running that anthology. Um, and she kind of took me under her wing before I really had anything. Like all I had was this 18,000 word short story. I didn't have an Amazon page, a newsletter, like nothing. Mm -hmm. And she kind of just like helped, you know, set me up and kind of point me cool. where I needed to go and everything. And after she read um, my first book, because she obviously said to read it, it was going in the anthology. Um, she gave a glowing review about it and um, just basically like, you know, was, hey, I see potential in you type thing. And I wrote my second book and I gave her a copy because she liked the first book. So I was like, yeah, why not? And after that, it was, you know, um, her offering me a, a spot at, at her house and, you know, let's let's talk about this. And here, I, here we are. So. That's super cool. That's awesome. Cause I mean, it, it's everyone's dream to be picked up by a press, right? Because it's, it just makes it feel mm -hmm. validating that your work's good enough. Right. right. You know, and, and not to mention, I mean, being an author is a hard job. People think it's super easy. It's not easy. No, right? no. It's juggling a lot of hats. Like it's, and it's exhausting and it's, People think, I think sometimes like, oh, you just write a story. Like you just sit down and write. And it's like, no, it's so much more than that. Yeah. You want to say, okay, let, let's see yours. Let's write it. Mm -hmm. Let's sit down and, and write it. And I have to kind of laugh because at one point I was like that, you know, yeah. before I yeah. started doing it. And I'm like, then I started doing it. And I'm like, whoa, this is, there's so much more that goes into this. I still have wrong turn romance and I still do, you know, um, periodically I will do the same type of reviews that I did before. Uh -huh. um, because initially when I started wrong turn romance, it was when I was reviewing those books, I hadn't written anything yet. And I was still kind of like in that mindset of like, you know, like, the doctors, you know, the doctor knocked me up thing. Like, okay, but there's <laughs> an audience for that, you know? And yes. So when I did, when I did Wrong Turn Romance, I kept that in mind. Like, it wasn't so much riffing as it was like, okay, here, we're going to be a little bit tongue in cheek. We're going to say something. But at the end of the day, I gave you the link and, you know, like said, you know, what the reviews were, you know? And so people would still go read it and go check it out or whatever. And I would do yeah. periodically. I did Hallmark movies. I would, you know, review them. Oh my them. gosh. Same I love Hallmark thing. movies. Same thing. Cause I was always like, Oh my God, Hallmark movies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Some people really despise that type of romance, like that, that mm -hmm. contemporary clean. And that's my gig. Like I'm a fluttery heart. Uh, that's what I write. Like, I love that type of stuff, but I get yeah. why, why some people hate it. Cause they're like, Oh my God, give me more. You know what I mean? Like I totally right. get it. Right. And so uh, I started watching some of them to specifically like I did with the books initially to review them, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of get, and then, you know, now I watch Hallmark movies too. So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> they get you. <laughs> um, I, I have a couple of them and Netflix does them too. Obviously they're not Hallmark, but they're Hallmark style, you know, yeah. That's yeah. kind of what gave me the idea to launch into writing, you know, my clean romance stuff too. So, yeah, you never know. It could be a Netflix special. I it, it could be turned into a hope. Netflix special. I can only hope. Well, Jamin Eve had her um, her Spellbound Academy or whatever, her Paranormal Academy that got turned into a show on Peacock. So, isn't that cool? Like it can happen. I yes. Hope. <laughs> it, it definitely can happen and it's happening more now because what 
what I find fascinating is not only is the traditional book world being turned upside down by indie authors, mm -hmm. but the traditional Hollywood world is being turned upside down as well. And they're looking to the book world to bring them new and in, invigorating ideas as well. And they're going, oh, well, we can, you know, the screenwriters are going, oh, you've got this fantastic book well i can rewrite it as a screen play let's work together and i'm like okay and a lot of people think that authors have to write the screenplay not always sometimes if you've got a great freaking book yeah. the screenwriter will come to you so um i mean if you want to go for it but i tried and burn not happy. i hope i hope one day <laughs> i think i feel like i need a little bit more exposure i need a little bit more reviews first but I feel like my Forevermore series and my Ava Crowley series, they would be prime and perfect for like. Well, let's talk about your Forevermore series. Give us some more insight. If, you, if you're thinking that's prime, I want to hear about oh, it. Now I want to see it on TV. I love it. <laughs> um, so my Forevermore series is actually, it's built up of interconnected standalones and it's a genre blended series. So each book is kind of like a different genre um, and it follows different characters from the series. So essentially it's, you can read them as standalone novels or you can read them as part of the entire series. And it really focuses on love and immortality through the ages. So mm. the first book being in the cards is actually free. So you can check it out. Um, I'll be over there. Amazon and uh, other vendors as well, Barnes and Noble, um, Nook, Kobo. Uh, so it's, it's on all those, it's free. Um, and it follows Ember, who is a psychic, and she has these visions, these recurring visions of, like, call them, like, the man in her dreams. And he shows up one day uh, while she's doing a reading, and she gets some, like, memories. She gets some, some stuff going on. It was kind of like my version of Ghost, uh, like the movie hmm. Ghost with Patrick Swayze, which I love. Right. Um, so, and some of those characters that pop up in that very first book, like her best friend Ava... Ava got her own spinoff series. That's the Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series and what the second book in the blood is about. And then you have these characters from a past time, past life type thing uh, that come up and pop up. And it's, it's a very dramatic series. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it's, we go, we hop around from time. So we have some, some modern day stuff. We, we go back to the twenties. We go back to the 1800s. So it's it's a very interesting uh, series that really does focus on that whole, like, love is forever. But so mm. are curses. So, so are what? So are curses. Cur oh, that, yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. oh. So, you know, and, and this whole idea of, like, I really like to play with um, the idea of, like, who is the villain or who is the monster? And it's not always who you think, you know. or right. this or this morally, the morally gray type characters, like, I can't give too much away, because obviously I want you to go read it. So, so um, but the Ava, the Ava Crowley Vampire series, which is a spinoff, um, focuses more on, like, her and the vampire, because I know that's obviously a, a hot spot for a lot of people, including myself. So, yeah. So have you seen the TV show, The Originals? I have not. Oh. Have I you seen Vampire Diaries? No. Oh, I have not, which is okay. really funny, but it's really funny because people have likened my, um, my Ava Crowley books in the blood and blood and bones. Like they've likened them to the vampire diaries. 
which is funny because I've never seen them. Uh, eventually, I'll watch them. They're on my watch list. Uh, you know, yeah, because <laughs> both of those. So the originals was like a spinoff of um, Vampire Diaries because yeah. it was a character that came from him. But there is the very much the villain and the mo the monster and the good guy villain. You don't always know who the villain is. And there is a characters in both of those series that you actually fall deeply in love with the villain. Mm -hmm. Like love literally you love to hate them and you hate to love them. Mm -hmm. That's what you are struggling with through the entire series the entire series but you also love the really good guy even when they turn bad you still i mean it's just like you're in total Silly, conflict to you're in total conflict the entire time i i still have um what's it called i still have um watchathons or whatever it's called oh yeah like for vampire diaries yeah i have i have uh yeah and i told you i turned into a 15 year old girl those sound yeah so i've written those down because if if you can give me another originals or vampire diary feel i'll i'll read it forever like like <laughs> it will be my new favorite thing well, you'll have to check them out and let me know if that, that hits the feels on that. Because I have heard, I have definitely heard the Vampire Diaries. Um, and In the Blood itself, and its spinoff series, um, are heavily inspired by a lot of the vampire things that, that I love. Like Buffy. But also mm -hmm. by Supernatural. Supernatural is like a huge pot of inspiration for me for like a lot of my books because i am a huge supernatural fan yeah um so and even to the point where in um in my vampire novels with especially the forevermore spinoff um the vampire his name is cassius but he goes by Cass, which comes from Cass mm. from supernatural yeah he gets some of his uh some of his demeanor from from him uh as well as ava's last name is crowley because Crowley is from Supernatural. And, oh, yeah. And also the fact that she's technically a descendant of um, Aleister Crowley, like the famous. Okay. So uh, there's there's tons of Supernatural references, like, throughout the book that, like, if you're, like, one of those readers, it's like those little Easter eggs, you know, that type of thing. That's interesting. I've watched half of the Supernatural series, not all of it. And it's only because my son was young at the time and something freaked him out about it. So I had to mm -hmm. stop watching it. Cause he came mm -hmm. in and he saw it and I was like, I can't chance this anymore. So, um, but I should yeah. get back to it. Cause I miss, I, I haven't love supernatural. It. Yeah. Yeah. Super you fall in love with all the characters. Very interesting books. So my question, Oh, I have so many, I have so many. Interesting. <laughs> now you also, you work, do you still work full time as well? Uh, so I have technically I have a part time job. Okay. Um, I I work Monday through Friday. I work three thirty in the evening to like seven, sometimes ten p.m. Uh, so it it's a a nice like slot of my time during the day that I get to do other things. Like I do my administrative work, and then I'll go to work. Um, I clean. I clean in a school. Yeah. So and then I come home at night and I write. So that's and basically. So you have a family life, a work life, and your writing life, and you still have to promote. Like, where do you find the time to write six? Well, really, it's 120 words a month. Uh, at night when my husband goes to sleep. 
my husband goes to bed a lot of times um because I, and i just recently learned this um people with adhd have delayed circadian rhythms so we don't tend to fall asleep at like a normal time um and i've been trying to like regulate my sleep for a little while um i i learned that i'm most productive when i write between the hours of like 10 p.m to like 1 a.m so that's where i write i try to like you know between 10 and sometimes midnight like i'll i'll get most of my words out and I sprint, which really helps me. Um, I, I have a group of author friends, um, on discord. Uh, it's the how to indie with indies group. Um, they do have a Facebook group, but they also have a a discord, uh, channel. And a lot of times I'll go in there and I'll run the sprint bot and some people will come on and we'll, you know, sprint with me. But a lot of times, even if it's just myself, I'll go on and run it so that, you know, that little time, that alert, okay, you're going to sit down and you're going to write for 20 minutes and then you're going to take a five minute break. And that helps me, I think, get more words out than like if I just sat down in front of the computer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm my most productive. So I don't have ADHD. I have ADD, which I'm like, man, why couldn't I've had the HD with it? Because then I could be more productive. I just have attention. I just have scroll (laughs) moments. And then I'm like, huh? Oh, I do too. There's times I sit here and I'm like, you know, get off of TikTok and do. Yeah, but I don't have I don't have the energy with it. I'm like, can I get the energy too? Because if I had the energy, I could get more done. But um, so but my most productive, I I wake up at five and from like five to ten, and you know the morning time, I'm great. After ten, I'm useless. I'm not getting anything done. After ten in the morning you won't find me getting anything productive when it comes to writing done. My mm-hmm. brain just doesn't work that way. I could talk, I can get, you know, administrative stuff done, but actual writing, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. I have to write at night for some reason. Like yeah. I've tried writing during the day, but I don't write as much. Almost every author I talk to it's nighttime for them. Hmm. Must be a thing. Yeah, it, it really is. A, a lot of authors, it's a nighttime thing for them. And I'm like, why am I a weirdo? but that's okay so what what upcoming projects do you have so i have quite a bit um i have like a very large schedule this year i have like about 30 books that are coming out um not all of them are individual books some of them are in you know books and anthologies and things like that yeah weird world that type of thing um so i have a couple things coming up in in, i want to say immediately so in may i have um Blood and Bones, which is uh, the first book in the Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series, is uh, part of Midnight Magic, which is a mm-hmm. anthology that is a collection of paranormal romance and urban fantasy authors. And it is amazing. Like, there are so many, like, cool stories and so many great authors in this set. Like, I am so excited. <laughs> um, so I have that coming out. Uh, also in May, I have my first official title is coming out for my um, my second pen name, which is A.D. Luna. A dot D dot Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first title for that is Spellbound and it is going in a mm-hmm. um, anthology called Magic and Malice. And it is a collection of young adult paranormal and urban fantasy tales. Mm-hmm. And um, Spellbound is a little bit like if Harry Potter got together with Twilight and threw in a lot of humor. Oh, I'm uh, in for that. So, I love so, Harry Potter and Twilight too. Um, and the characters for that are very interesting uh, because again, it's young adult. So um mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole other ball game together. But I have the main uh, male characters actually heavily inspired by a lot of the introverts in my life and people who have autism 
and people who are just a little bit more socially awkward. Uh, so it's it was definitely a fun story to write, and I am super excited about that. Um, so those are like the two big ones that are coming up uh, very soon. But over the summer, I have quite a few. I have um, Hecate, which is a part of a shared world series called the speed dating with the denizens of the underworld. Mm. Um, and it focuses on all these individual gods and goddesses um, in kind of a more contemporary setting. Uh, so I have three books in that series that are coming out. I have Hecate, which is coming out June 28th. Um, and I have Hades and Orion that are also coming out in that set. Um, I don't have release dates for them yet. But Hades is in the process of getting edited and getting all that stuff, um, you know, the cover and all that. So wow. those are the immediate ones coming out. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I used to think that I wrote pretty fast and furious and I, I don't even hold a match to you. Gemini <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> That's amazing. I God don't know how I do it. There are some days I'm just like. And it's, it's a weird phenomena, I think, too, just writing in general, because writing is, writing is very lonely, right? Like, it, mm -hmm. you're sitting there, and it, it's just you, and it's, you know, your computer, your notebook, or whatever. And a lot of times, like, I'm so in the zone when I'm writing what I'm writing. And then once it's done, and I, I call it package, once I package it up, and I send it to yeah. the editor, and then I send it to the proofreader, and then I send it wherever it goes, you know, I oftentimes don't look at it until it's either published <laughs> Or when I'm making up advanced reader copies. Mm -hmm. So it's weird. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll read it and I'll be like, I don't remember writing this. But I wrote this. It sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great feeling though, huh? It is. Like, and, and I have my books lined up over on my uh, my end table over there. And every now and then I will open one, crack one open and just like look at it and be like, yeah. okay, I remember writing this. And then other times I'll crack it open and be like, I don't remember writing that. <laughs> That's super cool. We're um, I'm going to pop your links here in the chat so people can go and check out all these fabulous books because I'm super cool. intrigued. The Forevermore series and that Ava Crawley. Ava Crawley Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Yep, she is. She is basically if Buffy Summers and Dean Winchester had a love child, it's Ava. That's how. Mm. That's how I wrote her. So. <laughs> Hey, Ava, we're going to become friends. <laughs> oh, I love her. I love her. She, her and Cassius are like, I don't want to say like, it's like books are like children, right? You can't pick a favorite. Yep. But at the same time, it's like, I love writing Ava and Cassius. <laughs> yeah. You have that one character that it's like your spirit child, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Where can people reach you at on the pod? Because uh, when we so, take this over the podcast, they won't be able to see all the comments. Um, so you can check out my Goodreads, I believe, is um, it says uh, goodreads.com slash author Ariel Dawn. Uh, on Amazon, I am amazon.com slash author slash Ariel Dawn. Uh, let's see. You can check out my Instagram, Wrong Turn Romance, the project that spurred me into becoming an author, <laughs> um, which is Instagram, hashtag Wrong Turn Romance. Uh, if you would like to check out the first book in the Forevermore series in the cards, you can check it out at http dot dot slash slash books to read dot com slash Forevermore one. Um, and the other Forevermore series, there are currently five books available, so they are all 
forevermore with their number. If you are, you know, intrigued after you read in the cards, I want to check out the next four. Uh, <laughs> as well as uh, you can check out um, the Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series. The first book in that is Blood and Bones, which is currently available uh, at bookstoread.com slash Slayer with a capital S, one. And if you want to check out Hecate, Hecate, um, which is coming out on June 28th. That is bookstoread.com slash underworld6 with a lowercase u. Cool. <laughs> if you have any advice for authors, if they're like you, maybe they're just, they have that dream, but they don't think that it's attainable. I would say, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of like say that, you know, you should do this or you should do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's, Ask yourself instead of, you know, why, say why not. Like, at the end of the day, you know, I thought, well, what if, because initially what kept me from, from writing in the, in the beginning was, well, what if I'm not good enough? What if nobody likes my, my books? What if I write this and it doesn't do well? And at some point, I just had to stop and say, well, what if I just do it to do it? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, why not? So, you know, it, it kind of, I don't want to say write for you, because obviously you want to write for, if you want to write for an audience, like, you know, you want to write for an audience. But for me, when I wrote Faded, I wrote it for myself. I wrote it to, because I wanted to try to, to finish a project. And in finishing that project, it gave me the confidence to start the next one. So instead of asking yourself why, say, why not? Mm. You know, kind of I love that. Instead of saying why, say why not. That's a that's great. Ariel, I've had a great time talking to you and learning about your, your book series, your journey. And I I really need to uh, kick my own ass into gear, I guess. Like, wow, you're a whole beast over there. Thanks. I can't I'm wait. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't wait to see the wonderful things you're going to bring into the world and the things you've already brought into the world. I've got some notes here, some books I need to download now. <laughs> like I don't have enough, right? Oh, I but, have a feeling I have a TBR bookshelf and boxes that are stashed under the bed. <laughs> oh, I don't have boxes Hi. yet, but but I'm going to um, make sure that I get these on my uh, Kindle so that I can make sure that I have them and then just check out, you know, because I need a good vampire book. Because I've been stuck in romance for a while. Now I'm like, I need my, I need more than just romance. I need more than just a regular romance. So, guys, don't forget to come back each week and watch us either live or on the podcast right here on Facebook. You can ask Alexa or Siri to play our latest episode. Head to our website, catch the latest issue of the magazine because new ones coming out on April the fourth. You want to continue making, uh, we want to continue making authors' dreams come true by providing them a platform to shine. And we will see you guys next time. And if you appreciate conversations like we do and you want to become a better speaker, visit our friends Brendan and Bomzi at mastertalk.ca where they teach you how to use the power of your voice. Don't forget, stay awake with a nice cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin, the best cup of coffee on this side of heaven. That's thirddaycoffeeseguin.com. Until next time, my friends, I'm CJ. That's Ariel Dawn. Go read her wonderful books and write on everybody. Bye, Ariel. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. The Author's Porch is a certified veteran-hosted podcast. Show your support. Tune in, share, and subscribe.